Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, podcast listeners, friends, family, VP. It is Friday, February 10. I'm Kim Hauer, and Anne is with me for the final day. Um, yay, fry yay, I think I hear people say. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Friday. It's a great day. Um, on Fridays, our like intro part is tied to what is our mission? You know, like um, after all that we've done this week, the study we've done, the things we've read, the things we've learned, um, is there somebody that comes to our mind that we could share this with? Um, if so, what would you share? What would be the gospel story or good news? Now, before we did this, we discussed what does this look like? Um, and Anne said, I really didn't, I don't, I don't have anybody. I, I didn't think of anybody in particular. I'm not sure how I would sum this up for the gospel. And uh, I think as we were talking it through, and sometimes for me, and this could be an excuse, so I'm just laying it out there. You can all call me out on it if this is just a cheap, sorry excuse. But um, I think I was drawn to earlier in the week when Anne mentioned how God was teaching her and growing her in grace. And she shared how she was doing that with her students. And then that translated to how she was interacting with her kids and her spouse. Um, but then it also translated to a coworker. And you were able to take that which God was teaching you. Now, again, it's not related to this week's mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but to me, that's an example of like, what does that look like? How does this mission look out in the world? Like, how do we do that in our everyday life? Um and I think that was a good example. Like God is working on you and teaching you something. And you were able to take that to a coworker mm. and share that. Um, so I think you did that. You do that, obviously. Um, I also, again, this could be the excuse. I don't know that I've ever had a person pop up into my mind of like God saying, go tell this person or go talk to this person or call this person. I don't know that I've ever had that happen mm-hmm. to me. Um, I'm sure people do. It may mm-hmm. not be me. I don't see things like in pictures either. Mm-hmm. So like God doesn't ever speak to me in pictures. <laughs> he knows art is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned that you too didn't have somebody necessarily. And you're like, oh, God, you know, like as you're studying and preparing, mm-hmm. like God, like bring somebody to mind so I can share it. Yeah. Um, and whether you follow through with that, right? If he gave you a person, whether or not you follow through with it would be a step two of that. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, like for me at least, I sometimes will get very focused on like, no, like God, I know you speak to people this way, so I know that you can. I know that you do. Mm-hmm. So just give me that person. And when you pop that person into my mind, like, and I know that it's from you, mm-hmm. um, I'll share it. <laughs> I'll share whatever it is, right? Um in the meantime, I probably had five people that I could have easily shared, you know, like you did, how God is working in my life. And it would have been totally authentic and okay, mm-hmm. but I get so stuck on, like, this is how we have to do it. Like, we have to think of a person. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have a person in mind. Um, and I also think, like, for me, I just grew up in a very Christian world, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody around me is that. Um, or at least profess to be, whether or not they've got a real relationship with Jesus or 
um, just the head knowledge part of their faith at this point. Um, neither here nor there, I guess, but yet, like those people who don't have a personal relationship, I could certainly share like how impactful mm-hmm. that is to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have those people and I sometimes I think we try to come up with those excuses of like, I don't have that name that Jesus or God gave me and I don't know anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. who's not already saved. Yeah. So I guess I'm clean, I'm free from yeah. having to share. <laughs> <laughs> but you reminded me in your sharing that like that's, that's what it's about, right? Like you were able to share just a small picture, right, of what God's teaching you to this person. Did you go out there and say, here's the mission of Christ and this is the gospel mm-hmm. good story. Like I'm sharing this with you and go forth now in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't do that, I'm quite certain. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least it didn't sound like that's how you did that. No. Um, your friend probably would have walked away like you're crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, I guess just keep an open mind because, yes, Ann and I did not have anybody personally mm-hmm. come to mind. Um, but is there something that you would have if you looked at, were to sum up this week, the things that you learned? Was mm-hmm. there something that stood out to you as kind of a theme for all of our scriptures that we read? Yeah, this is a tricky set of verses to find like a a big, like, this is the salvation story type of thing. There's not, I mean, this isn't the salvation story. Right. But, um studying these words of Jesus, I was noticing, especially in the parts from chapter six, that Jesus keeps coming back to, you know, you need to fast and God needs to be your number one priority during fasting and your possessions. Those aren't the most important. The number one priority is God and focus all your treasures in heaven. And, you know, you're feeling anxious about all these things, but don't worry about them. God has them. So that way, God can be your top priority. You don't have to worry about these other things. Um, And I think that is great news, like that God wants to be your top one priority. He wants that serious relationship with each of us individually. That's incredible. So even though this doesn't feel like, you know, the salvation story kind of good news, when you really look at what Jesus is pointing at in in these verses, in especially the back end of chapter six, it's like, wow. This is how important it is to God that that he's our number one because he wants us to be in commun- com- communion, community, yeah, what's the relationship, yeah, yeah. all of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I was trying to say he wants us to commune with him and then I, I messed up. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's yes, right. Yeah. He wants us. He wants us, period. They're done. Right. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, that. I think even today as we read, um, we'll get, we'll touch on that too, but I think... Absolutely, to to recognize that the gospel story isn't necessarily just about Jesus dying for our sins and resurrecting, and like that is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like that it, that's the ultimate gospel story. But when we're sharing with other people, it can be little bits and pieces of gospel good news, like mm-hmm. just sharing our personal experience and relationship with Jesus uh, might be enough to spur somebody on towards seeking that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't know what, what they used to do, like that cross mm. um, across the cavern or whatever you would call that, right? Yes. Where, yeah, I'm not good at those things. Like, I think yeah. I learned that in middle school or high school. Um, I would never be able to share that again. It's the Romans 8 or I think maybe something like that cross. Um, but I think just sharing 
what's God teaching us, Mm -hmm. you know, in authentic ways. Um, But we have to have an authentic relationship with God Mm -hmm. to share that. So we've got to be intentional. We've used that word a few times this week, I think. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that aspect of it as well, like the the intentional and and God wants a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely good news. God of the universe, mega, right? Like there's nothing bigger. Um, And he wants a one-on-one relationship. Mm -hmm. So we will learn more about that actually today, I think. So um, Matthew 7 is our scripture for today. Um, Verse 7 through 11. And I asked Anne if she would read that today. So go ahead. Uh, In my Bible, again, I'm reading the Christian Standard Bible. This section is titled, Ask, Search, Knock. And verse 7 starts like this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Yeah. Um, we did, you just cut that out at 11. Say, do you want, we do you want me to do 12? <laughs> I think on our, um, on our um, what's the word I'm looking for? The bookmark. Plan. Bookmark, yeah. That says what the plan is. I think it cuts it off at 11. Um, verse 12 Maybe we'll sum that up later, but because yeah. um, I think it will tie in later. But go ahead and read it, everybody, yeah, when read, you want say, to. Oh, but yeah, it's oh, I'll read it real quick. It says, "Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. For this is the law of the prophets." Perfect. All right. So as you read this section, again, it's one of those where we felt that verse twelve was a. Weird, weird like add-in. tag, <laughs> mm-hmm. but is there's a therefore in yours. Now, mine did not have therefore. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the NIV, it does not say therefore. Uh, it says so in, which I guess could mm-hmm. be the same, but it does seem to kind of sum up the previous again mm-hmm. section. So, um, but in the ask, seek, knock, what in that stood out to you, either about God or... Just in general. Um, I always think it's a good reminder of how God gives things to those who ask and he gives good gifts. He specifically says, like, if you ask for bread, or, well, he doesn't say if you ask for bread, but if if your child were to ask you for bread, would you give him a rock? Like, he's pointing out, like, obviously I'm going to give you even better things than what you would ever give someone else that you're willing to give a gift to. Um but I did have like a question that I don't have an answer to this. I think that I find myself thinking that God knows what's on my heart and it made me start wondering. And I think that's true, but I don't know why I think that's true. So maybe I'm not sure about that one, but I, I think God does know what's on our heart, but this, these verses made me start wondering if I, is there a difference in having something on my heart that I don't specifically ask for and what would maybe be received? Is there a difference if I ask? 
Do you know what my question is? Does that make sense? Because yeah. this whole part is saying ask and you will receive, seek and you will find. There's an intentionality in these verses. And it made me wonder how many times have I not in, spent the moment to be intentional asking God what's on my heart. He's going to give good gifts, but I'm wondering if the outcome would have been different. I don't know the answer, but is this first saying like asking asking will get you the abundance of what I, I don't know <laughs> obviously we know we can ask for things and god does not give us always what we ask for right so first i think to answer the first part of your question because i feel like that's almost like twofold mm-hmm. the first part i think is pretty clear god absolutely knows our hearts yeah um <laughs> i couldn't he remember if i made he that doesn't up know, <laughs> yeah. right i mean because he knows everything yeah right okay, yeah. so he's mm-hmm. he knows we know he knows everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that if we are his children and baptized by the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. us, right? So there's scriptures that allude to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit mm-hmm. groans for us. If we cannot yeah, utter the words, and I've uh-huh. right, I've been, I've been in that place uh-huh. where I'm like, I don't even, I don't have words. Mm-hmm. I am just like on the floor, kneeling, bawling. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the words. So I understand that place of like, I just can't, <laughs> my mind can't even wrap around what the words are. Yeah. But I know because the scripture says that the Holy Spirit in me intercedes for me. Mm-hmm. He speaks to God for mm-hmm. me. Um, so in that sense, yes, God knows. Yeah. Now, a lot of times we don't always ask, like I personally, at least. I ask oh, from a yeah. human heart. I ask things that I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's generally not things I need. And this scripture is pretty clear. It's about needs, mm-hmm. not wants. Um, we live in a very abundant mm. American world. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in all fairness and honesty, there are very few people in America that understand what true need is. There are certainly impoverished people. But even those generally have a lot of resources. So I think in America, it's hard to like comprehend really what the truly need mm-hmm. is. Like, you know, we know that God will meet every need, mm-hmm. meaning he will sustain our life yeah. for as long as he chooses to do mm-hmm. so. Because um, that's still, again, is within his power and control all mm-hmm. of life, you know, beginning and ending. Um, the second part, I think it's such an interesting, I don't know that there, I think that's one of those questions that we won't have an answer to mm-hmm. until we get to heaven and it probably won't even matter then when we yeah, ask, right? right? Like we won't <laughs> yeah. even care once we're there. Uh-huh. Um, but it is, it is an interesting thing because there's, you know, again, stories about God where God uses the woman who like approaches the judge, right? Yeah. And just like constant back to talk to him. And like, finally yeah. the judge is like, fine i'm sick and tired of you woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm going to give you what you're asking for just to get rid of you right Uh, now that's a human relationship and but god was using that parable Parable. as an example Mm -hmm. right of how our father wants us to come to him even if it means continuously Mm -hmm. Um, i think we've done uh, like the circle of prayer like circling something in prayer yeah Um, again i think god does not get weary of our repeated right. asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he wants us to always come to him, regardless of how many times it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it doesn't mean that he always answers it, and he may not answer it in the way that we think, mm-hmm. 
means good gifts. Right. Right. I I think our idea of like, God, I really need a car. Mm. That doesn't necessarily then mean that a good gift would be a Mercedes Benz. Right. (laughs) It might be a, I don't know, a Fiat. I don't know. (laughs) Something (laughs) that drives. Yeah. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think we don't know how he intends Mm. to answer those prayers, but I think it is important. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, I think that there is value in asking Mm -hmm. and continuously uh, for the things that are on our hearts and always going to God with that, Mm -hmm. even if it means we've done it a million times. Mm -hmm. Didn't answer that kind of. Yeah. I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe. Again, I do feel like that there's some level of if we persist in asking, Mm -hmm. does that mean the gift is greater? than it would have been if I didn't ask, but he wanted to give me the gift anyway, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Will he give me the POS car mm. because I asked two times right, and gave right. up? Yeah. Where if I asked him 50 times, <laughs> then maybe you I'd had get the, the Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A, yeah, I just don't know if it, yeah, that when you put it like that, it's like, no, our God would not do that. Right. <laughs> but, but he might. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's one of those things, like, does it really matter? Right, that's true. In the grand scheme of things, right? Like mm-hmm. he met a need, mm-hmm. regardless of how that need was met, he did it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I loved what you touched on for sure about the, to me, is, is the good father aspect. You know, I love mm-hmm. his parallel, like paralleling a human relationship, mm-hmm. a father-son in this case. Um, I think mother-daughter, mother-son, father-daughter, like I think, regardless it's a parent child and as parents we know that we want to give our kids the best right Mm -hmm. like we want to give them good gifts sometimes we know that it's better for them to get not the iphone 14 that just came out but the iphone (laughs) 10 which is three or four years old right i mean as parents we know Mm -hmm. what would be beneficial for our child God is just like that, Mm. right? So if you have good parents, you have a good example of that. I was fortunate to have a good father on earth, which was a very good example of what my heavenly father is. So it's not hard for me to envision my heavenly father being a really good father, which makes me wonder all the more, like, why am I ye of little faith? Why do I fit into that category, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know I do sometimes. Uh Um, But we can, I, I just love that this is, a good father, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to give us good gifts lavishly. He's generous. Um, but that doesn't always mean those really good things, the really good ones that we think are really good are actually really good for us, right? Mm-hmm. You know that with your kids. So yeah. You know, it's not always really good for them, even though it seems like it's yeah. a really good gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I appreciated you touching on that one. I caught that the... Um, it's initiated by humans. The asking mm. is initiated by human. The seeking is initiated by human. And the, the knocking is, all of those are human first steps. Mm-hmm. And I think God works on our hearts before we get to that point. But it doesn't take away the, the importance of we have to make that first step. Mm. We have to ask. Mm-hmm. We've got to go to him. We've got to seek him. We've got to knock. Mm. And then... He responds. 
So I, I kind of like that too, that there is a responsibility aspect on the humans. Yeah, still that intentionality. Yeah. It's a good, work, good word, Michelle. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and we did think about is Michelle Achterhoff. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to church, to VP too, because you're new as well. So um, I think that, like, again, it's short verses. I'm not sure what yeah. the therefore at the end um, means. We didn't really touch on that. Um, but I think you were mentioning that it really does sum up everything leading up to that. Um, maybe more so tying into the um, how we treat others, right? Like we we want to be sure mm-hmm. to treat others the way that we would want to be treated. Um, and then yeah. I think even if we talk back to Michelle and Steve, when they were talking about it, they were talking about the Law and the Prophets. And mm-hmm. Jesus said he came to fulfill them, not abolish them. Oh, yeah. And he did. Like, he actually upped the ante. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we include verse 12 in our reading for today, um, if you go back to the law and the prophets, like, Jesus actually came out and said, not only did I not abolish the law, but I include, I include the heart, not just the physical mm-hmm. outward action of murder, yeah. um, adultery, all of those things that Steve yeah, yeah. did on the podcast um, so anyway, I guess that's my summing it up. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add for this week? No, I don't think so. Um, you seem very relaxed. <laughs> you seemed very relaxed from the first one. So I appreciate that. You were very like jump right in, even though I know you were nervous at the beginning. Yes, so, I was. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me and any final words to our listeners Thanks for listening. We talked your ear off all week. So, yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Be sure to say hi to Anne when you see her. Uh, beautiful redhead, by the way. Like, I love your no, thanks. <laughs> red hair. Um, I have a niece who has beautiful red hair, too. That strawberry blondish look. So, anyway, now you'll know who she is. You'll see her picture on the screen, too. But say hi to her and tell her she did a great job because she did. So thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend and we will uh, be back on the podcast next week with, I cannot remember who follows me. So um, whoever it is, they'll be great. I'm sure. So have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.